If you want the ultimate advantage over your fantasy football league, you need to go to StatRoute.com for the best stats analysis tool available. Compare players based on performance for up to 10 seasons, home and away splits, the opposing team, weather, and more. Sign up today with the promo code SKULLKINGFF to get discounts on their research tool and DFS lineup builder. Again, go to StatRoute.com and enter the promo code SKULLKINGFF for discounts on the only fantasy stats research tool trusted by Skull King Football. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullrug. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrug, and welcome to... Uh, the show again we have been gone for a little while it's been uh, actually about a month since we've done an episode uh the reason for that being is we have been working very diligently on getting our um draft guide up and ready to go and uh, we are happy to say that as of this last monday it is officially up ready for sale uh, on the website you can go to skulkingfootball.com go to the store tab on top of the page and uh, from there, you'll be able to find not only our PDF version, which is a one-time download, you'll also be able to go to um, our web version, which is going to be constantly updated throughout the preseason with um, new articles that you won't get in the PDF. Um, you'll get a copy of the PDF version as well. And uh, um, you know we'll be updating our rankings, updating, updating the draft strategies that I've written in there. So... Um, we hope that you guys get it, uh, enjoy it. If you guys do buy it, we would really appreciate a rating and review on the draft guide, um, whether you like it or you hate it. Um, just it helps us know what we need to do better. So um, just a couple things that are uh, that are in the draft guide, just so you guys can kind of um, kind of get an idea of what we've done. Um, we have rankings for the major positions. We have a draft day cheat sheet in there that in, uh, has quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Um, and although we didn't do, you didn't include like pages for rankings for the or for the uh, defenses or for kickers, we do, however, have those involved on the cheat sheet so that you are prepared um, for your drafts. And then uh, at the end of the draft guide, it is, uh, it is 83 pages long. The last 45 pages is just draft strategy. So, um, so it's, you know, we've got uh, a 10-team draft strategy where we go through round by round. Uh, I go through round, round by round, pick by pick, um, based on the ADPs available at the time um, on who to pick, who to avoid at that draft position. Um, I do 15 pages on a 10-team, 15 uh, pages on a 12-team, and 15 on a 14-team. Those are the main, um, you know, sizes of leagues that we see uh, being played right now. So that's uh that's kind of what i did and and i hope that you guys enjoy that uh we have articles on many of the uh position battles um and draft battles that you will see uh in fantasy football whether it's you know do you pick juju smith schuster or antonio brown um adam thielen or stefan diggs uh let's see what else we got uh you know third year 
a possible third-year uh, breakout or bust wide receivers, uh, sophomore wide receivers that you know. So we have a little bit of uh, redraft content and a little bit of um, of dynasty content in there as well. So um, again, we hope that you guys uh, enjoy the draft guide. Um, and uh, again, go to the skullkingfootball.com, go to the store tab on top of the page and you will there be directed to um, where you can see our draft guides for sale. Uh, we do have a couple announcements uh, going on. Um, we are, I am currently working on getting some high pro, higher profile guests, I guess you could say, uh, onto the onto the podcast. Uh, bring on some guests to kind of talk, you know, their strategies, who they like, who they don't like, um, guys that they're looking at. So um, just get thoughts on the, the fantasy football industry. And so, like I said, I'm working on getting some guests. I don't have any confirmed names, so I'm not going to name any names right now. But uh, I am working on getting some guests on the show, which I think you guys will really uh, appreciate. And I am really looking forward to uh, speaking with uh, some of the guests that I'm trying to get on. So. Uh, one other announcement that we have for uh, today is, um, well, this is, you know, some of you may not see this as a big deal. For me, it's kind of a big deal. Um, I am now uh, on the, on fantasypros.com. I am now part of the expert consensus. So uh, when you go into, um, into fantasypros.com to see who, um, you know, kind of how the experts are ranking, um, I have the honor and privilege of actually being included in that list uh, with my rankings. So um, if you hate my rankings, awesome. Let me know. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Uh, you know, I'm looking for any feedback possible. So, uh, And I believe that is all we have for the announcements. So why don't we go ahead and get into the headlines? <laughs> Today's headlines. All right. So uh, today's headlines, we are going to um, kind of go through some of the things that have happened the last week or two. I'm not going to go back a full month that we've missed, um, but we are going to kind of look back the last month on some of the headlines. Um, and for the most part, that's really what we're going to focus on today. Um, just getting back into the swing of things with the podcast. Uh, and one of the things I'm going to look at is with the news that's come out in the last couple of weeks, how, how has that affected um, draft stock of players, whether they've gone up or down in their ADPs? We will be using 12-team um, half-point PPR um, draft ADPs uh, in reference to these players and, and where they're going and where they've either gone up to or fallen to, so... Uh, starting off, the Bills have announced, um, or not necessarily have announced, but are looking at um, the fact that uh, Dawson Knox, the tight end out of Ole Miss, uh, could possibly be the week one starter. However, um, it's been told from beat reporter Chris Brown uh, of the uh, Buffalo Bills that uh, it's Jason Croom's job to lose uh, but I know that Jason, uh, Dawson Knox was one of those players that we covered in our um, player profiles early in the year before the draft 
that he could have been one of those that he was one of those players that very athletic but wasn't necessarily used a whole lot in his offense. I mean, if you think about the offense that that was uh, that was there in Old Miss, you had um, you had DK Metcalf, uh, you know, who was the 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 one that was drafted out of um, drafted out of Old Miss went to to Tennessee. Uh, so uh, you had some. Um, you had Demarcus Lodge. You had some big name wide receivers. I mean, they had a, an explosive wide receiver core, and Dawson Knox just wasn't used. There was, you know, there wasn't any need really for him to be used. So um, he was one of those guys that was that could, was projected to possibly be, you know, a top six or seven tight end drafted. Um, and so uh, this isn't a surprise to me. It'll be interesting to see how he's used in that Buffalo offense, considering you know. Recent years, tight ends haven't necessarily been a focal point uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So, here's a here's an interesting thing. Oh, and Dawson Knox is currently being undrafted, so that's just kind of where we're at there. Jalen Hurd, again, a guy that's being undrafted right now in twelve team leagues, half point PPR, could be causing some issues in terms of how he is going to be positioned in fantasy. Um, third round pick Jalen Hurd could be the next Tyreek Hill slash Marcus Colson slash Jalen Samuels slash Joe Webb in terms of his position eligibility um, in fantasy football you know you look at uh, you know last year a lot of people especially in Yahoo where this is this was the major issue um, Jalen Samuels was listed as both a running back and a tight end. Now, the reason for that, which I had to explain multiple times to people last year, is that Jalen Samuels in college played kind of that that H-back kind of split end kind of a role where he would move back and forth between being like a fullback and a halfback and also be a tight end. Um, he'd line up as a tight end. He'd line up as a as a halfback he'd line up as a blocking fullback he was used in both positions so therefore with not knowing exactly how Pittsburgh was going to use him in their offense and considering as a running back he was like third or fourth on the depth chart at the time because Le'Veon Bell was still um, was still pos- uh, a possibility for playing Yahoo lists him as both a tight end and as a halfback well, because of that, when it came to the end of the year and James Conner was injured and Jalen Samuels was getting a whole bunch of playing time, uh, he was playing as a running back, but you could list him as a tight end uh, on your roster, which I took full advantage of. And a lot of people, there's a lot of fantasy football purists saying, oh, that's just, it's it's cheating why don't you do it the real way? And since he's a halfback, well, no, his position eligibility says that he can play, he can be listed as a tight end, so use him. All this going back to say that based on college usage and some of Kyle Shanahan's comments, wide receiver, tight end, and running back are all in play to be usage for Jalen Hurd in fantasy football. Now, again, right now he is going undrafted in redraft leagues. Um, as far as dynasty value, though, goes, that could lift him up a little bit, especially in rookie drafts. Just because of the versatility, he could be used in a lot of different formations, a lot of different ways. So that's definitely something to look at. Um, 
again, right now, in terms of redraft, he's not being drafted. He could pose a little bit of a threat in terms of redraft. Something to watch out, but, you know, not necessarily for right now. So um, he he's more likely going to be a a uh, waiver wire pickup in, in, in this case that there's some injuries. Um, otherwise, I think that he's going to be more of a kind of a back-and-forth player throughout the season without a whole lot of consistency. So uh, moving on, Josh Jacobs right now is currently unsigned. Uh, in terms of what's going on with the Raiders, uh, the the signing or the the issue from what we've seen is the fact that he is um, not necessarily pleased with where with how the the signing bonus is going to be doled out to him. Um, there is a belief that Josh Jacobs actually won't be there at the beginning of camp, which for me drops his his draft value a little bit. Um, I currently have David Montgomery above Josh Jacobs in my personal rankings. Uh, not only as a rookie, but also in terms of in terms of redraft leagues, I have them. I think I have them both in the top twenty, I believe. But I have Josh Jacobs a couple spots below David Montgomery. This is helping my case. Um, if Josh Jacobs misses time, yes, I still think that he'll be the the top running back for the Raiders. However, missing time can cause some issues with the offense and getting into the offense. And so it's not necessarily a good thing for Josh Jacobs. If you look at him right now, he's being drafted, you know, mid to late third round at the three at the the eighth spot in the third round. Um, he's dropped a little bit since this news came out uh, to about the uh, the tenth pick in the third round. Um, he may drop it in the fourth round again. It's all going to depend on where where we are in this story when your draft takes place. Now, again, we always we try to encourage you guys to wait until second or third week of the preseason, or even just before the fourth week in the preseason. If you can wait until the fourth week, awesome. Um, just in terms of scheduling, to make sure that there as little few injuries in terms of starters as possible at that point um, so that you're not having to scramble with waiver wire ads in the preseason before the season ever gets started. So that's something to watch out for Josh Jacobs. Again, these are this is one of the things that definitely has me um, putting David Montgomery, it kind of solidifies my position as David Montgomery is going to be um, a higher ranked running back uh, over Josh Jacobs. And so... Uh, it's, I'm not necessarily going to you know, push up anyone else in the Raiders offense uh, or push up any uh, of their uh, running backs in the, for the Raiders right now, but uh, uh, definitely something to keep an eye on as we get closer to the season. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, it's officially been announced that he is not going to get suspended by the league, which honestly, for the most part, I, I agree with. I, you know, I definitely think he was getting himself into a sticky situation um, going a little crazy, or not necessarily crazy, but just getting in a face of a security guard, whether it was you know deserved or not, the fact that he has been suspended before, he just needs to, he needs to be more careful. That's all. Um, so he avoids suspension. He's still going to be one of the top four picks in every draft in every um, in every type of redraft league, whether it's PPR, half PPR, or or standard. 
Um, I think standard leagues, he's probably he should be going probably number one, um, hi, back and forth between him and Saquon Barkley. Um, in terms of PPR, full PPR, it's going to depend on some of the factors in your league, kind of how people want to draft. Um, you know how people are elevating Alvin Kamara with uh, him not having Mark Ingram there anymore, uh, even though he has Latavius Murray there. Uh, you know, some people are still elevating Alvin Kamara to possibly be the number one pick. Uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's actually on the cover of our draft guide, he is a guy that uh, a lot of people are also picking at number one in um, in full PPR drafts. Actually, in weeks one through 16 last year, he was the number one running back in PPR. I believe uh, week 17 um, for those leagues that went into week 17, uh, Saquon Barley, Barkley passed him up. But uh, in terms of week 1 through 16, which most normal leagues go, and if you're not part of one of those leagues, uh, you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Uh, you know, move to a team to a league that only goes through week 16, <laughs> and you'll be much happier. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's going to be a top four pick no matter what. So if you get Ezekiel Elliott, he's been more involved in the um, – in the past game, th especially this last year, so he's definitely he's worth that top four pick, no matter what. So, Devonte Adams has mentioned that the new offense being installed by Matt Lafleur is going to make a guy like Geronimo Allison dangerous. Um, we've been getting some conflicting reports, honestly, about who really is going to be the number two. Who's going to have that number two wide receiver role in this offense? Whether it's going to be Geronimo Allison or if it's going to be um, Marquez Valdez Scantling. If you're looking right now, Geronimo Allison, his draft stock has kind of gone up and down. Um, there was a report uh, about a month ago that Marquez Valdez Scantling is the most suited and his his uh, playing style is most suited for this new offense. And uh, that caused his his draft stock to go from uh, 14th round to low 10th round. Uh, so he has moved up a bit. His draft stock has gone up. Still more of a late round flyer going in the 10th round, but definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Uh, Geronimo Allison, uh, I think the first four weeks have not, of 2018 have not been forgotten. And what he did, he put himself on pace for like 80 catches, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. So he definitely has a rapport with um, Aaron Rodgers. It's a matter of whether or not John Allison can stay healthy. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Right now, Allison, uh, with, the, with the injury history, is still going about two full rounds ahead of uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think that both these guys could be dangerous. Um, I think the draft stock somewhat favors Scant Valdez Scantling a little bit more just because he can be he hasn't had necessarily the injury history that Geronimo Allison has and we know that he can fill in for Allison if Allison goes down so he can be that number two he showed it last year so definitely things to keep an eye on um, uh, for this next year uh, and and in the coming in the coming months kind of keep an eye on what's going on uh, there I think that that could be an interesting I think the number two wide receiver could be extremely dangerous for Green Bay. If you look, uh, I want to say it was 2014, 2015, um, that team can support, and Aaron Rodgers can support two wide receivers. Uh, that year, I want to say it was both 
Jordy Nelson, and um, Randall Cobb were top 10 or top 12 wide receivers uh, in fantasy for full point PPR, I believe. So definitely uh, Aaron Rodgers can support two wide receivers in there. So that's definitely something to look out for. Devontae Adams is obviously going to be the top guy in that offense. But who takes that second role is definitely something you want to watch and could be, especially if you can get him in the eighth or in the tenth round, is a huge steal. So, moving on, uh, Donta Foreman of the um, uh, Houston Texans uh, apparently has been reported to be light years ahead of where he was last year. If you remember last year, he was coming off an Achilles injury that he suffered late in 2017. Um, was having a struggle really coming back from that. Only played in, I want to say, played in only one or two games. Was only rostered for a few games. Um, the fact that he is he is healthy right now and looking good is definitely a, a, a good sign for the Houston Texans, who struggled in the run game last year. Uh, and on top of that, Lamar Miller is uh, is shedding some, trying to shed some body fat for this next year, which I think would be good for him. Um, I want to say a couple of years ago, I, th- I want to say it was his last season in Miami, he actually tried putting on weight um, to try to withstand uh, some more hits, uh, be able to stay healthier throughout the season, and it really didn't end up working out for him. Um, I mean, to be honest, whether Lamar Miller has put on weight or taken off weight, his stats, for the most part, flatline. They don't really go up or down, so um, I think that Donta Foreman could really take over the role um, if he really shows out this this uh, this spring. Or I'm sorry, this this fall um, could take over the role from Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller has has had some injury issues, um, so definitely things to keep an eye on there. Um, I I like Foreman in the long run, honestly. Lamar Miller again. Lamar Miller is kind of he's plateaued for the most part the last you know few years. Um, Going from his last year in uh, in Miami to the last couple of years in in Houston, I'm not a big fan of Lamar Miller, honestly. In fantasy, uh, I I would rather take the later pick uh, with Foreman. So, uh, James Connor uh, going to Pittsburgh. James Connor expects a similar role in 2019. This is awesome news for me, honestly. Um, James Conner, there have been so many speculations and reports that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to move to like a committee type of backfield. And that's just, it. that's never been their MO. Uh, if you look at uh, when Le'Veon Bell uh, was with the Steelers and even, you know, in that time where he was suspended or injured, when he was not, when he was not available... The Pittsburgh Steelers went with uh, D'Angelo Williams as their starting running back. And he, I mean, the guy absolutely balled out, was a top five, top ten running back. Just an absolute beast in that offense. When Le'Veon Bell came back, people were expecting a little bit more of a split, getting, you know, not even necessarily that they would really take away um, carries or touches from Le'Veon Bell, but that. D'Angelo Williams would have more of a role in the offense once he once Bell came back, and it just didn't happen. He went back down to 15% carry share, uh, snap share. Le'Veon Bell again was the guy. That that's always been the way they've worked. James Conner 
was having that similar type of role last year. Um, they were rarely getting, um, God, who was it, uh, Jalen Samuels and uh, God, they had someone else they were getting involved here and there. Um, but until Connor went down, they weren't really using anyone else until like the fourth quarter when they um, – when they were up by so much, it didn't really matter. Or, the, you know, they kind of wanted to save James Conner, keep him from getting injured. Uh, I expect that to be the same way this year. And what do you know, James Conner is expecting that now as well. Good news. I mean, right now he's going end of the end of the first round, beginning of the second round in terms of, in terms of uh, you know, his draft status, his ADP. Um, I believe I have him as a top 10 top 10 top eight running back um and as long as he gets a similar role i expect that same kind of production out of him last year it's that's what he did he was a top i want to say he was like five or six um running back and he missed the last three games this season so um could be a huge role for james connor again this year that's what i expect uh jalen samuels could be involved more um but i still expect james connor to be the guy in the Pittsburgh Steelers backfield. Uh, staying in Pittsburgh, um, Dante Moncrief apparently has been playing with a lot of confidence in um, in the Pittsburgh Steelers training camps. Um, let me pull up real quick because I didn't do this earlier, and you know I haven't uh, been great about. Uh, Haven't been all that great about uh, making sure I'm completely uh, up to date. Here we go. Um, looking at game logs, I want to go back to a couple years ago. I want to say it was 2016 when he was with, yeah, when he was with um, the Colts. In 2016, he missed, was it seven, seven or eight games? However, in his the eight games that he played, nine games that he played, um, he scored touchdowns in seven of those nine games. Uh, he was a you know kind of the, a red zone threat. Never had more than six catches. Uh, I think his highest yardage total was sixty four yards. But he was a touchdown guy. Uh, red zone target for Andrew Luck. With his size at uh, was he six three six two. 216 pounds. I believe that he could still be that in the offense for um, for Big Ben as the number two wide receiver behind Juju Smith-Schuster. He could provide that wide receiver two role. I mean, if you look at even what he did last year with the Jaguars, 48 receptions, 668 yards, and three touchdowns. Pretty, you know, not great production, again, because he didn't have the touchdowns, but Let's be honest, that whole team was just a mess, especially in the wide receivers. So um, with having a wide receiver that can pull some coverage, I think that Moncrief could be a really good value. Right now he's getting drafted 14, uh, uh, 14-6, so six pick in the 14th round. Uh, moved up to about uh, the early 12th round is where he's getting drafted right now. Some of this hype has kind of helped him out. But I think that Moncrief could be a great value that low in the draft as a guy that could provide wide receiver three numbers. 
um, this year could be a red zone threat. I don't necessarily think he's he's not going to put up a thousand yards. He's not. It's not going to be like Moncrief or uh, like Smith Schuster and Brown. It's just not the way he's built. Um, I think that he could put up wide receiver three numbers and could be that good solid flex play um, for for a fantasy team. Which I mean, if you can get him in the twelfth round and get a good flex player, I think that's an absolute steal. So. A um, couple more stories, and we're going to call it a show. Um, Tyreek Hill looks like he is going to get a maximum, is what they're looking at, maximum of four games. Um, that's boosted his draft stock from about the sixth round up to early fourth round uh, in 12-team leagues. Last year, I want to say in a 14-team league, I got him late second round. Um, so kind of that... He's dropped a little bit again. I think that's because of the possible suspension. We're looking at four, two to four games. I think is what uh, is what the league is possibly looking at. Um, and if you can get him in the fourth round, just because of how dangerous he can be in that offense with Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, um, having another um, another big weapon uh, in the offense in in uh, Travis Kelsey at tight end. And Damian Williams, you know, possibly being, uh, you know, a major wild card in that offense. Also, um, you know, Tyreek Hill is definitely a guy that you want to that you would want to pick up if you can get him in the fourth round. Yeah, he's going to miss a few games, um, but where you what he can do if you can go, you know, two and two uh, in the four games that he misses. If it's four games, if you can go two and two in that time. And then have that weapon to throw into your offense. I think uh, on on your team. I think that would be a huge boost uh, for your fantasy team. So, all right. Uh, one last story. Um, going back to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it looks like that Matt Lafleur wants to get the running backs more involved in the passing game, um, which is a boost for Aaron Jones. Um, and Jamal Williams, uh, Aaron Jones has gone. He, he's moved up a little bit since this news came out uh, from being a uh, you know late third round to early third round pick uh, in uh, half PPR twelve team leagues. And so, I am somewhat hesitant on on Aaron Jones, but that's more of a personal preference because he's been dealing with the leg issues, um, having I want to say three different. Uh, MCL or meniscus issues in two years. Um, I find that concerning that, that that's becoming a recurring issue. Um, I don't necessarily like Jamal Williams. I like the rookie that they, that they drafted. I think that he could, he could have a position on this team, um, especially if there's some injury issues, which Jamal Williams has dealt with as well. So, um, there's a path for, for, I believe it's Dexter Williams out of Notre Dame, to have a spot in that offense. But going back to using being used in the pass game, really they haven't really used any of the running backs in the pass game since um, they had all the injuries and Ty Montgomery was the guy that was getting, you know, 10 to 12 catches in a game uh, from the running back position from Aaron Rodgers. So um, now that they're installing this new offense, again, I think that boosts Aaron Jones' Uh, draft stock a little bit it's it's shown where you know compared to where he's going right now with his ADP definitely something to look at I I am not drafting Aaron Jones I'm staying away from Aaron Jones so you know bust alert from me I don't like I don't like his his 
continual injury history. Um, yes, the guy is a beast. When he is healthy, he plays very well. I want to say last year over the last six to eight games, I want to say week uh, week 10 to week 16, I think it was, I want to say he was like the running back six in PPR. So um, solid running back, absolutely talented, uh, was a lot of fun to watch when he was playing at UTEP. Um I just the the constant knee injury is enough to, to for me to kind of see if there's another option where he's being drafted. So, all right, well that's all I've got for you today. Again, somewhat shorter episode as we are getting back into the habit and back into it um, with the podcast. Um, make sure again, uh, guys, go to um, whether you're listening to this podcast on Anchor or iTunes or Google Play, wherever you're listening. Please hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us a rating and review. We want to know what your guys' thoughts are, how we can improve, how we can, um, you know, what you guys want from us, what you're looking for. Uh, make sure to go to SkullKingFootball.com, go to that store tab, and get our draft guide. Uh, right now, you can get it for $10. Um, and uh, if you actually use the coupon code from our uh, from our main uh, sponsor, uh, stat route the the guys that we get a lot of our statistics and statistical research from for the website uh, use that the coupon code stat route s-t-a-t-r-o-u-t-e um, you will get five dollars off and so you'll get our pdf for only five bucks and our web version for only ten so uh, again we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the skulking fantasy football podcast uh, my name is ryan skullrud and we will talk to you guys later hey skulking nation thank you for listening to the skulking football podcast did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.